Police responded to a 911 call. Dramatic video of gun insanity in the Bronx. Police releasing a new video of a person that they are still trying to track down. Defund the police is not the answer. Many people surveyed said they just don't feel safe in the city. It's a shooting outside of a store. This is Bo Deedles. True crime. Police this morning are searching for the person who turned this Harlem platform to a crime scene. A Red Apple Media Podcast Network production. Now, here's Bo Deedle. Welcome to Bo Deedle's True Crime Story. Well, today we're going to talk about a really interesting case back in the 1990s that I handled. So this is a case where there was an American young boy who I believe was around 18 months old, not more than two years old. And what happened was a bank executive vice president that lived in Chicago, he came to me and he said that he has a son that was 18 months, two years old, that was taken to a place in Denmark, a little small town in Denmark. And he said his wife, he was married, and what it was was his wife took the child there and she sent him a communication that says that she's not coming back to the United States. So all the courts, all the family courts, there's really no extradition or anything like that. So basically he says, Bo, can you help me? So now all of a sudden... I try to figure out where this town in Denmark was, and I try to put together a team. Now, I told the father that he was going to be with me, and it's his son. So whatever we do, that's his son. And if he decides that we're going to be able to get his son back, he has to be present when we remove the child out of Denmark to come back to the United States to go to family court. This is a very touchy thing because you got— countries that don't have extraditions, countries that don't believe in what we believe in America here. So these are all touchy things. But this man was very upset and he was in tears. And I says, okay, let me figure this out. So I find out where this town, this little town in Denmark was. So I put together a team. I get Jimmy Wags, Jimmy Wagner, big six foot three, ex-detective sergeant. I get a female former Army Ranger and another Army Ranger. And what we did was we put this team together. So we fly into Hamburg. Now, Hamburg is a northern city in Germany. And I before I did that, I found out that there was a place that rented helicopters there because I knew it was accessible to get into Denmark from Germany by helicopter. And then I figured what we could do is we could get the child, let the father get the child out of there. Now, the child was staying in a farmhouse, probably very, very remote farmhouse in Denmark. So what we did, I think it was Viaberg, Viaberg, yes, Viaberg, Denmark. So basically we found out there was a little airport that was nearby there where we could put the helicopter down here and store the helicopter. So now what do we do? So I've come up with this scheme that I'm going to talk to the helicopter guy and tell him that we're a film crew. And we're going to do the sound of music, too. I said, we're going to, the hills are alive with the sound of music. And it was a beautiful rolling hills and all that. So he looked at me sideways, and he didn't believe me when I was telling him what we were going to do. But like the money, the cash, and I told him, you're going to get half your money up here, and then you get your other half when we get back to Hamburg, when we finish filming the hills are alive with the sound of music. So now we put this whole scheme together. 
and we have maps of the area. So we're flying around in a helicopter, making believe we're taking video, and the the pilot's looking at I think he was a Nazi war criminal or something. His name was uh, Hans uh, van der Sloof or whatever the heck his name was. And he's on the helicopter. He's, he's acting suspicious because he knew something was up. You see Jimmy Wagner, you see one of my female sergeants, she was a Big lesbian, but tough girl, tough girl. And then my other guy, a little uh, army ranger and the father. So we now go to a hotel. We spread the map out on the uh, bed in the motel, hotel, whatever it was. And we decide what we're going to do. Little did we know that the house, the farmhouse, was supposedly going to be just his son and the mother. And we didn't know that there was going to be anybody else in the farmhouse. So now we decide we're going to make a move the next morning. I tell the pilot that I want to get up in the, in the helicopter in the early morning to get the early morning myths of the sun rising and all that. So now we're on the helicopter and I have Jimmy Weggs and the other two people that work for me with the father in a car that was outside of the realm of the farmhouse. Now this is very, very rural. So little do we know this was like a national holiday, and it was like Hans Christian Andersen Day. I don't even know what it was, but we didn't know that at that time. We didn't know that there was going to be more people in that house than the mother with the with the young boy. So now I'm flying around with the pilot. He said, look, we're going to set it down. He goes, oh, I can't land anywhere. This is against rules and regulations. I said, look, you know, we just got to pick up the film crew when they're ready to go so we can now refilm these rolling hills. The hills are alive with the sound of music. And the guy's looking at me like, all right. So now I find out that we have a problem. How do I find out? When we were in the motel hotel, I told Jimmy the Wags, take these bed sheets off. And this way, what you do is put a big X put a big X in the ground where you want me to put down a helicopter. So basically I am now going to have them put a big X with the white sheets in the field. That's right near the farmhouse. So I'm on the helicopter, I'm flying around and I'm bringing the helicopter closer to the coordinates of where that farmhouse is. I see the big X in the field that's right next to the farmhouse. So I know that's where we want to put it down. That's where we want the helicopter down. Now I tell Jimmy and the guys, make the move. All right, so they go. Now, all of a sudden, we had walkie-talkies. And then Jimmy said to me, well, Bo, how come you're not going to be taking the, the kid out with the father? I said, it's very simple. The general, don't get captured. How am I going to get you out of jail if you guys get captured? I got to put up the bail money. I got to get the lawyers. You guys are going in. I'll be on a helicopter. So now I'm flying around with the helicopter with this fella. And the next thing is... He goes, I cannot put the helicopter down. So he starts going up and dropping in feet. And then I, I felt like I was going to puke all over his helicopter. And I said, I tell you what, you keep doing this. I'm going to throw up all on your helicopter. Right now, you're not going to get the rest of your money. Very, very simple. You're going to put the helicopter down. Otherwise, you're not getting paid your money. And I'm going to throw up all over your helicopter. So now he looks at me. He's angry. So now I, I get on the radio, Jimmy. I said, Jimmy, go in there. Go in there now. So next thing is, Jimmy goes in into the house, and I hear him on the on the walkie-talkie. He goes, we got a problem, boy. I said, well, what's the problem? He goes, there's a 
man about 80 years old. He's got a double barrel shotgun facing my head. I said, well, how old is he? Well, he's 80 years old. So the father who's down there says, it's the father-in-law. He's about an 80-year-old man. Everybody was home. The mother-in-law, the father-in-law, the mother, the house was full of people. Again, it was a national holiday. We didn't know that. So the next thing is, I say, Jimmy, you're six foot three. The guy's holding a shotgun. Find your balls and grab the shotgun. He grabs the shotgun from the old guy. Next thing is, I said, now tell the father, go into the house, go get your son and get the hell out of there. Next thing is, I'm looking far away. I see this white car with the blue light, wah, 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 from real far away. And I go on the, I go on the walkie-talkie. I said, Jimmy, get the father to get his kid and get the hell out of there. The cops are coming. Before they get there, you got to get out. Next thing is the father goes up to the bedroom where the mother is. They're a talking love story. And I said, tell him, let's get the hell out of there. All of a sudden, now the father, the mother's saying, oh, don't worry about it. I said, tell the father, get his son and get out. Because if we get caught trying to get this kid out of Denmark, we're going to jail and my helicopter may get a missile up. So next thing is, Jimmy is with the father and he tells the father, get up there, get the kid. So they rush out. Now I tell the helicopter pilot, put the helicopter down. He goes, I cannot. I said, put the damn thing down. So now we land the helicopter. The police car is coming from probably two miles away. I can see him coming down this one road. There's only like one road to the farmhouse. And the next thing is, they come running out. They all get on the helicopter, the father and his son, and then Jimmy the Wags and my Green Beret guy and my female army sergeant. And we get on a helicopter, and now we're going back to Hamburg. Now we're in Denmark, so we're flying to Hamburg. I thought at any time there'd be interceptors going to come after us, and they would fly and force us to land. I held my breath until we got to Hamburg. And then all of a sudden, the helicopter pilot says, I don't want to be part of this. I said, well, here, here. Here's your money. You're part of it. Just get us back to Hamburg. We get on a plane and we're all on the plane, the father with his son, and we're heading back to New York and, and we have the kid, the kids rescued and it was a great rescue job, but it, it got a little close. In other words, if we would have gotten caught there, it could have been real serious. So now I learn after the next month or so, the mother returns to Chicago and then all of a sudden, the, the husband and the mother get back together again, and they're doing love story again. And I find out that they hook back up together, and they're living happily ever after. But there's one thing there. We really put our balls on the line on this one, because if we got caught pulling this kid out of there— we could have all went to jail. And it was a great story in the sense that it, we helped the father, but the reality was, you know, when you do these type of things, like we talked about the rescue of the kid in Istanbul, Turkey, that was real serious when Jimmy DeWags was there with Danny Cavallo, and they would have been put in jail and they would have never, ever been heard from for about seven years. So this is just another one of our true crime stories, and it's a short podcast, but it gets to the point. And we've always been there again for the last 38 years since I retired from the police department. I started Bo Deedle and Associates. We've handled every type of case. We're in the midst of a murder case. Now we do several murder cases. 
any type of problems, people come to us. We're able to succeed and getting good results. And we try and make sure that my clients nor myself get in any kind of legal trouble. So we walk that fine line, but we certainly help people. Again, if you have a problem, you could call us at Bo Deedle Associates in New York City, 212-557-3334, or go to my website, www.investigations.com and we can help you with anything investigations or security and we're going to be talking to you next week with another true crime story please keep telling your friends to listen up to it we'll have some really interesting stories for next week and keep tuned to Bo Deedle's true crime stories thank you very much